Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Very excited. I'm about to bring him on. I actually stumbled across this stuff. Uh, I think it was like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. One of his videos got recommended to me about him interviewing a psychic. I was like, ooh, this is interesting. And I started watching his stuff. Really, really powerful stuff. He is a pastor of the Remnant Revival Outreach Center in Florida. He's married with two children and a third child on the way. He has a lot of good content. He has sermons online. He's senior pastoring a church, which he'll tell us about tonight. He used to describe himself as an apostle of Satan. He was heavily into voodoo, heavily into the occult, into Santeria. Let's welcome my guest on the show, Richard Lorenzo Jr. Welcome to the broadcast, bro. Again, it's an honor for having me on the podcast. Um, you're encouraging, man. Like I told you before, I've been watching your videos since you had like 10, 15, 20K Crazy. on YouTube. So, man, I, I would share your videos with a lot of people that would come out of deliverance after they would get delivered from a Jezebel spirit or Leviathan. I would send them their, your videos to teach them so they could stay free. So, come on, man. Again, thank you. Thanks, man. I love hearing that. It's super encouraging. I didn't know you knew me and I messaged you, I think, I don't know, a month ago, a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, something like that. And then I saw you had messaged me previous, the previous years and I'm like, oh, Instagram, I didn't see the messages. And so I think it was God's timing today. I was thinking about, you know, Lord, why wouldn't you have connected us earlier? But it's all in God's timing and God's season. So I believe this is the right time to expose this, to share this. And I, I apologize for all the tech difficulties. I hate bringing on guests, having these issues because I'm like, hey, but we're going to roll right through. It actually looks like... As I just brought you on, everything's running smooth. So the devil is a liar. We're going to work through this and talk about this. Expose the devil. You know, this is your first time on, hopefully not your last time on. I would love for you just to talk about your testimony. Share. I know you're in Santeria. I know you were in voodoo. You called yourself an apostle of the devil. Here you are now a senior pastor, a preacher exposing the devil. So what yes, a crazy sir. story going from working for the devil to now exposing him. So let's just jump in, take your time. Let's just go through your testimony, talk about how you're raised, what you went through, and then kind of we'll talk about where you are today. And then I have some other deliverance questions we'll talk about as well. Amen. So man, I was raised in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Broward County near Miami. And um, you know, my parents, they raised me the, the best they could. And my mom's Catholic. Well, she was. She actually just got saved recently. Come on. Um, yeah, glory be to God. My whole family got saved recently. God is good in the last year. But um, my dad, kind of just a lukewarm Christian, you know, you know, just left the faith, kind of like a prodigal son that just came back recently to the faith. And man, I was just raised in just whatever. Like I, I didn't have, a, I didn't have a a God. I didn't believe in anything. And growing up, I just wanted uh, success, money, woman, um, traveling. That's how it kind of was where I was from. You know, if you, if you have a girlfriend where I'm from, it's it's like you're a sucker, you know, like, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of cities like that around the, the nation. So I kind of just was a womanizer, um, you know, just double life, you know, uh, just just living, you know, in the streets and, and trying to maintain still for school for my mother and, you know, cheating on tests and just a wild lifestyle, like just um, at, a, at a young age. And it led me it led me um, on a path of just uh, destruction, you know, mm. after, you know, leaving my house at 17. I went to uh to Orlando, actually where I'm at now. Went to college for a little bit. Ended up going to New York City. I mean, I lived in New York. I I bounced in clubs. I was just drinking, 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 smoking, smoking, smoking. Pills, woman, woman, woman. And then you know I decided to go to the military. Um, you know, cause I, I, I 
it was a it was a hard it was a hard time in my life. One of my best friends that I was that I actually went to New York with, we split up and we just, you know, I was just very depressed. That was the first time I was suicidal. Mm. And I remember I was like, man, withdrawing from Adderall that I'd been taking so much of and 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 just all types of pills and alcohol. And that was the first time I actually felt like killing myself. I was 20 years old. And um, I remember wow. hearing a voice in my kitchen. I was in Brooklyn. And I remember hearing a voice say, uh, Richard. And, you know, since I didn't know anything back then, I, just, I thought it was my dead uncle. But now I know it was it was it was God because it was the father, because when, once I heard that voice say, Richard, it's like everything changed. I wasn't suicidal anymore. I was able to eat. I was able to just, you know, I was encouraged. And, you know, I, I still stayed down that wicked path. I went to the military, got a pretty high score on my ASVAB. Um, I was actually an air traffic controller in the Navy. And you would think that would that would change things. And that was my whole goal was to change my life. It didn't change anything. I mean, it got worse. Um, I'm in the military now, still drinking, still with women. I mean, always about money. It was just more organized now. So, you know, now I'm in, I'm back in New Jersey, stationed in New Jersey, and I wanted money. I wanted money, money, money. So I'm still doing stuff on the side, living a double life in the military. Wow. And um, and I'm and I'm actually like hitting goals. I'm hitting financial goals and you know, investing into certain things, but I was empty. And um, the money didn't do anything. The woman didn't do anything. Mm. So I figured, you know, maybe if I travel and um, I got orders to go uh, to go to Suda Bay, Greece on the island of Crete. And I didn't know the Bible. So I got stationed in a city called um, Hanya in, um, in Greece on the island of Crete, where if you read the book of Titus, that's, you, you know, that's that's where Titus went, uh, you know, with the gluttons and the liars and all that. So I went out there, got worse, still keep still drinking, still maintaining you know, just continuing to show up just to work on time in the right uniform, right haircut, living a double life on the outside. I mean, I'm selling drugs to the locals at this point. And, you know, Crazy. I don't even know if I should be, I don't know if I should even be saying too much. I mean, at this point, it doesn't really matter. You know, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm out there doing that. And um, yeah, man, I, I was on the island, like I said, of, of, of Crete. And I just one day just couldn't take it anymore. And I started screaming to the, to the higher power. I didn't know who the higher power, who they were, what they were. At this point, I had taken LSD, um, all types of drugs. I knew the spirit realm was real, but I didn't know who God was because I'd seen things. I've had, I had sleep paralysis twice at this point, um, almost like had a demon enter me. So, and all I knew was like simple Catholic prayers. And mm. I, and so I knew that there was a God. I just didn't know. I was so, so just like, I was so obsessed with trying to figure out the purpose of life because now traveling, I mean, I was living in Greece, going to Barcelona, London, Amsterdam. I mean, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm well-traveled at this point, but just empty. And I started crying out. I mean, I'll never forget it. All my friends are in the club. It's a, it's a weekend. They're all in the, the little local bars in Greece and they're all getting drunk, talking to women. And I'm just out on this, 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 uh, on the beach and I'm screaming out, who are you? Who are you? What's the Whoa. purpose? I'm screaming and I'm yelling and I'm crying. I'm just freaking out, bro. I'm freaking out Isaiah. And I heard a voice say, I'm going to show you now. And I just stopped. Like, am I, am I tweaking? Am I tripping? Did I just hear that? It was at me. And I just, I just was just like silent and just stood still for a while. My friends left the club and, you know, we drove back to the base and I'm telling them what happened. They're like, man, you're tripping, bro. You need a drink. What's wrong with you, man? What are you talking about? You know, like, what are you doing? And I was just like, all right, whatever. And I just threw it out the window. So I got back from Greece, went to Coronado, California, got stationed in San Diego. And when I was out there, man, it's just like, now I'm like, okay, I'm about to get out the military. I want to like really take this drug dealing to a new level. Mm. So I decided to go to Humboldt, California. And for those that uh, ever have ever watched the, the Netflix documentary, it's called Murder Mountain. Before it came out, um, I was going to that area out there. Um, it's called Trinity Pines. 
And I would go out there with um, the Asian Mafia was out there. I just wanted to find a plug. Um, I was tired of middlemen in California. You know, I had had people all throughout the U.S. I had friends all in Dallas, Houston, New York, New York, um, New Jersey, uh, Broward, Orlando. I mean, like different checkpoints throughout the nation. And um, I knew if I found the plug, I would get rich. So, you know, I just, I just, just from the, you know, just from friends, I heard that Humboldt was where it's at. It's the Mecca for marijuana. So I went out there with um a few thousand dollars, man, and my gun. There's no service. There's no service out there. I went with my handgun, my pistol, and um a few a few thousand dollars, and I went deep into the mountains. Um, there's no service. Like I said, it's people die out there. They get kidnapped. They get robbed. That's why it's called Murder Mountain. And man, I just took out my money and I started flashing it in a grow operation out there with the Asian mafia. You, you saw like, you know, the the trucks going in and out, and it was fenced off. It was deep in the mountains, bro. Like wow. it was called Rattles Rattlesnake Road, where you there's no it's no like real like. There's no, there's, there's no concrete roads. It's in, it's in the, it's in the boondocks. And, um, I just flashed my money, man, just in faith. Right. And, um, they pulled up on well, these, these, this Asian couple and said, you know, come up, come up. You're crazy, man. Come up, come up. And that's when I hit the jackpot, man. I was getting pounds of weed for very, very cheap. I mean, um, if you guys know the market, I'm not trying to teach nobody, you know, the marijuana market. But, <laughs> we were like, hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, people I'm calling you that, after but... this, guys. We're, he's, he's, this is his testimony. This is before. Yeah, I don't want to teach anybody. Yes, yeah. I, I was. No, you're good. I was getting pounds for like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars, and you can sell that easily on the um, East Coast for two to three thousand. Mm. So you you see the profit margin. So now I grabbed a whole load, man, took it in my rental, just drove it back to San Diego. That's a, that's about a, a 10, 11 hour drive from Humboldt. Um, and yeah, man, that's when it just it took off. So now I'm selling all my friends. I put them on now. Now my friends who were once buying from people now they're the plugs in their city. So I'm I'm rising people up. I'm apostolically for the devil building trap houses now throughout the nation. Wow. Um, and a package went missing. A package went missing in the mail because I was moving it through the mail. So, and I was doing it very strategic. I mean, I had the rubber gloves. I had the alcohol, uh, double vacuum seal. I mean, I was, I had different places, USPSs where, and you know, in um, long story short, man, uh, I, I just, I just, I lost the package and I, I wanted to figure out who did it. And that's when it all started. And I was dating a girl and, um, you know, she's Haitian, she was Haitian. She is Haitian. And I had many girls at that time, but this is the one that, you know, she told me it back in the day. Oh yeah, family that does voodoo. I used to think it was stupid. Like, man, that stuff is dumb. It's if you don't believe in it, it ain't real. Like, I don't, I don't care about no voodoo. Like, you know, that stuff is dumb. But man, I just at this point I was so desperate. I couldn't figure it out. You know, I didn't know if it was the feds. I didn't know if it was a friend because at this point, people were, you know, they were messing with the with the dark web. People, you know, that you could you could go and finesse packages on the dark web, and it's crazy on the dark web, man. It was it was it was demonic. But um, she said, "Yeah, I could find out. I could call my cousin. He's a high-ranking voodoo priest in Haiti, in a city called Jacques Mel, which is where actually Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton have property because they do a lot of um, they partake in a lot of New Age out there in Haiti. So um, she called him and he said, you know, the only way you're gonna find out is if you come to Haiti. And she's like, oh, well, we're not going. You know, that's it. You know, that we can't, we can't. And I'm like, no, we're going to Haiti." Let's go to Haiti. So we went to Haiti, man. And that's when, um, you know, I flew, I flew into Port-au-Prince and I realized how much of a third world country it was. That's when I was like, man, this is crazy. This is a whole nother world. And we drove all the way to Jacmel. And that's when um, I seen the property and he had the the voodoo, like the literal like voodoo huts and the and all the different um, the buildings he owned. You know, he was a, he was a well-established voodoo priest with different businesses, well-known in the city. And, you know, and that's when I went and I um, I first seen all that stuff done in front of me. So I started seeing the tarot cards and I seen how they would drink the alcohol and smoke the cigars and summon what they call it was a loa, 
LWA, an ancestral spirit. It's a demon. They would mm. summon the demon in. And um, I mean, I seen the the human skulls. I seen the 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 lambs that they would sacrifice, the goats, the animals. I mean, I seen I seen the altars. I mean, everything. And that's when I first got uh, introduced to that. And I still was like, man, I don't know, you know. And and that's when they started telling me a lot of stuff, like truths about my past, specific things that nobody could know unless that you know it was something. I knew it was something spiritual. Mm. That's when I started like, man, this is this might be real. This actually might be real. But for those who don't know, um, sidekicks, voodoo priests, these witches and warlocks, they hear from demons. Yeah, talk in the spirit about it. Realm. Come on. They get that information. They get they, you know, these 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 voodoo priests and witches, they're they're called to be prophets and prophetesses in the kingdom of God. They have gifts on them, but they're using it for the devil. The gifts and the calling are without repentance, but they're using it for the devil. So they're hearing from demons. Right, they're hearing from demons and getting information to give people specifics to put to control them. Because mm. if you sit there in a chair and you hear a witch tell you, "Oh, when you were five years old, this happened to you. When you were six, when you were seven, um, three hours ago, you went to McDonald's and got a number two. You're gonna be like, "What? How did you know yeah. that? This has to be from a higher power." And that's when they bring the lies. That's when they tell you, yeah, "Okay, so once they see that you believe, that's when they start saying you need to pay this much amount of money because mm. your aunt or your uncle or your friend is doing witchcraft on you too." Um, you didn't know that, and then they start dividing you against people because they what they want to do is they want to divide, control you, and use you. That's why a lot of these witches and warlocks they're so in deception. It's called witchcraft. Witchcraft is control. They're controlled by these demonic spirits by simple, just demonic words of knowledge and just information that. That you couldn't have known unless you were you were accessing a spiritual source. So, anyways, that's when I kind of woke up and I was like, "Man, this got to be real." And I flew um, flew back to California, and this is when I I went I started going hard, man. At this point, I didn't care about the package that I lost. It was about twenty thousand dollars I lost in the mail. I didn't care at this point. You know, I was making a hundred grand a month, man. At, at this, it was you know, it was straight pride. I just wanted to figure out who robbed me. And um, I just started going deep into the new age. I started going to more voodoo priests in LA. I started going to more witches and warlocks. That's when they started telling me things like, oh, it's you're called to be um to be a, you know a warlock. You're called to be a voodoo priest. That's what you're called to do. And now I, I'm buy, I'm buying the um the beads. I have the different sets of beads from the different the, the, the they're called loas, the different the different gods, which are demons. And you know, they're they're taking it, they're blessing it. They're putting it in alcohol and cigar smoke and saying it protects you. This is when I got the evil eye. I had a $300 evil eye straight from Africa. I had altars, like I said, in my apartment. And um, and I, I had the statues. I was putting salt in corners because they said it protects you. I was burning all different types of sage. I was taking herb, herb baths that are supposed to help you again and protect you and give you this and power and this. Now I'm 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 trying to access power. I'm I'm studying this stuff now. Now I'm studying Haitian voodoo. And um, I decided to take a, a trip to New Orleans. So I took a trip to New Orleans, and that's when I met the second um, voodoo priest who was trying to train me up. And um, you know, this is when I thought this was it because I'm in this, I'm in this shop, and he's telling me things. And I stayed out there for about a week, and I'm getting trained up daily. I seen Solange Knowles, Beyonce's sister, walk into this little shop and started, you know, buying product and actually getting a ritual done from the from the warlock that was training me up. So at Whoa. this point, I'm like, man, this is Solange Knowles. He's like, yes. Everyone does it. It's our ancestral, you know, the, our bloodline. It's, it's it's our ancestors. This is where we come from. You know, they they raped and they killed our people. They came in and they 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 stole our traditions and they stole our religions. They 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 pollute. They 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 lie. You know, they they, they say this real convincing thing that makes you feel like. But it, you know, like the Catholic Church. That's why 
you know, later on, I studied the history of the Catholic Church and how the Catholic Church actually divided and conquered in the name of Jesus. It was the Roman papacy. It was the Vatican. It, it, you know, the early Christians were actually martyred. They were killed by, you know, the Catholic, the Catholic, the church, the people, yep. you, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, going back, so I'm seeing Solange knows. I'm like, man, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm sold out. And, you know, now he's like, okay, you're going to be dual inducted. We're going to fly you to Haiti and to Puerto Rico. You know, it was a group of people. It was a group of uh, warlocks being trained up to be demonically ordained. Right. And, um, you know, I thought this was it, man. I was like, man, this is it. And this is amazing. And, you know, they have all these pictures with all these artists like uh, Tupac, Snoop Dogg. I mean, in their voodoo temples, man, like they, 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 there's a lot more. There's a lot of people that are into this voodoo and witchcraft. There's a lot more than we know. And um, so anyways, man, I'm just I'm like, this is it. I'm going to be dual inducted. They're telling me you're going to go to a cemetery for a week in Haiti and then a cemetery in Puerto Rico for a week. And you're going to be doing rituals and and certain things. And man, thank God I didn't go because I know that that's when they would summon, you know, demons, more demons into me. And that's when I knew it, it, it would take off to a new level. But um, yeah, man. So that's when uh, I just I always it's like my mind. I would believe it. But deep down, there was something that would tell me keep going because I'm just like, man, is this it? Is this mm. it? So I, I started getting. And you're just searching for purpose at this point. You're searching in drugs. That's... You're searching in women. You're searching at the club. You're in the Navy. You're looking for something to give you that purpose. And then you stumble into the voodoo, which gives you power. It gives you authority. It gives, it gives you affluence, influence. You're seeing these famous celebrities. You're going, oh, wow, these people are involved in this. You're headed down that road. Is that accurate to say that you were in a search like some watching? You know, there's 6,000 people on here, which is amazing. That's crazy. Wow. But some watching right now are in that same pursuit. I think about one of my favorite verses in the Bible is when the John the Baptist's disciples come to Jesus and say, are you the one or should we keep searching? And a lot of people, mm. they keep searching. They're searching and searching. And I tell people all the time, the reason why I don't drink, the reason why I don't party, the reason why I don't do all these things is because I've already found what I was looking for. The reason why I used to party, the reason why I used to be an atheist, the reason why I used to drink and do all these things with girls and this and that was because I was looking for something. Every person is yes. looking for something. We're all on this journey, this pursuit. And I found what I look was I found what I was looking for. And the and the search is over. And that's what Come this on. message to some of you tonight of what he's sharing is like the search is over. We looked in witchcraft and voodoo and drugs and navy. And some of you think, if I can only get to this level, I'll be happy. But in <laughs> reality, you have that God void in you that every person has. You'll never be satisfied if you don't have God. And so you're on this search. You're right there about to be really like anointed and, and uh, like yes. they're literally going to yeah. demonic. And, and I love what you're saying, because I just wanted to touch on this. So many of what you see in witchcraft, the new age and voodoo, the occult, it mimics what we see in Christianity. So yep. it's not that we're mimicking them. It's that they mimic us. And the sad part is they believe in apostles and prophets and they're evangelizing, yet the church does it. I'm like, Come the church on. doesn't believe in apostles. They don't believe in prophets. They don't believe in, they just believe in pastors. Everyone's a pastor. Yet the new age movement, and I've, I've always said like, the devil's not a cessationist. The devil's still working. The devil doesn't <laughs> think like, oh, demons aren't working anymore. Yet the church doesn't believe God is still working. And then a cessationist will say, well, we believe the devil's working, but it's like, oh, you believe the devil's still working, but you don't believe that God is still working the way he was in the book of Acts. So super interesting the way that these all parallel because you're describing all of this and you could literally flip this to be like Christian and it would, it would mimic the way the demons and the devil can only mimic God's order. So I just wanted to step in there and just say that here you are now, you're about to go on this uh, trip. What, what happened after that? 
So I started getting, um, I, I kept going. It was an everyday thing. At this point, the girl that I was with, she was pregnant with my first child. So I'm, I'm putting her through so much. I'm going, I'm doing all these different things and she's over there pregnant with my first child. And I'm, and I'm paranoid. I'm starting to like, I mean, these demons were messing with me, putting me against my family, putting me against my friends, putting me against her because they wanted to take me and divide me from everybody so they could fully control me. So I'm I'm thinking that this is it and I'm about to go on this trip. I, I started getting deep into the shamanism. That's when I started buying crystals. So I, I went to a new age store and I bought thousands of dollars worth of crystals, not the little crystals that people put on their neck. I'm talking about the big ones that you put in front of your door that are supposed to protect you and and, and, and you're supposed to have this and supposed to have that. And I had a pendulum crystal and I was learning how to balance chakras. I was with a shaman that was actually a, a famous shaman from Brazil. He had flown in um, coincidentally when I was in that shop and happened to do a, a, he was doing a seminar and I was learning breath work. I was learning uh, how to balance chakras. I was learning about all these different things. Now I'm learning about the Cherokee, the Syrian, the Indian side of witchcraft. And I'm like, man, and he's telling me the same thing. Like, you're called to do this. You're called to be a shaman and you need to come to Brazil with me and for the ayahuasca and the peyote. And, and you need to, you need to, you need to do these things so you could get deep within your soul to release things, to release traumas and all this. So I'm thinking, man, this is probably it too. I'm confused at this point because I don't know what it is. And I, and I, I mean, I even one, at one point I walked into a Muslim mosque. I'm like, let me go see Islam. And you know, Islam was just- I'm searching, bro. I'm, I was just like, I don't know what it is. And I was even going to the Catholic church. I, I just, I just got to, I just remember this. I would go to the Catholic church and bring the crystals with me thinking that I was doing something Whoa. religiously appropriate, bro. I was, I was, I was, I was wild. And my mom and my, you know, my dad, they're, they're, they're worried about me. My girl's worried about me. My friends and family are worried about me because I'm this successful guy, drug dealing on the side. You know, I went to graduate school, you know, you know, like I have, I have a whole nother side of my life that it looks good on paper, but I, I lived a double life and everyone always knew me for always getting away. My friends would get arrested. My friends, you know, some of them were killed. Some of them were, you know, different things, but I always somehow got away. And at this point, I'm just, I'm going crazy, man. And, um, and then that's when I just, I kept hearing a voice. Like I said, it kept telling me, keep going. And this, at this mm. point, I was only obsessed with finding the, I needed to find the reason. I needed to find the the truth. I wanted to know, like, what is the truth? And it's it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's interesting how every single practice that I practiced, they always would mention Jesus, right? And wow. and the and in the, the shamanism, they would say, oh, he was a shaman. And he went to, to Egypt to learn shamanism when he, from the age, from when he was born to 30, which is all, oh, man, that's, that's a lie. That's cap, right? That's. That's that's a lie. And then also, you know, with voodoo, they say he was a voodoo priest. You know, with with in Islam, they say he was a prophet. With Buddhists, they say he's a, a Christ conscious. Why does every single practice in religion always mention Jesus? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. was running through my mind. And I'm like, man, like this is weird, you know. So the voodoo priest from Haiti actually flew in and it was my son's baby shower. And at this point, um, one of my uh one of the people I was serving up in um Atlantic City, New Jersey, a rolling 60 crib. He owed me about thirty thousand dollars, and um, and the voodoo priest was actually doing work for me, um, for protection. And I mean, this guy was going through so much, so many things. People running up in his house to try to like shoot him, like random things that he couldn't even explain. It was spiritual. And when the voodoo priest came, I'll never forget, and sat down with me to do the the reading and summon the demon in him. You know, he told me if you light this candle, you know, we will we will take care of it. Like he'll like basically like his life will end. And that's the first time. I heard a voice say, if you do this, I cannot protect you. And I'm just Whoa. like, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, what did I just hear? What did I, am I, am I tripping? And then I just had this feeling inside of me to ask him about Jesus. 
And I'm like, so who was Jesus? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I, I, I'd have to take a whole day to talk to you about this. This is the demon speaking through the voodoo priest at this point. The, the, so the, the demon the, the, speaking through the voodoo priest yes. and you're asking and the guy as he's like reading, Jesus. manifesting about Jesus. Yes, oh, he couldn't man. look at me in the eyes. He went from looking at me in the eyes to putting his head down. Oh, um, I, we, I need to get more rum because they need rum. They need rum to keep drinking, to keep the demon going. So, they, they, you know, he's like, oh, oh and wow. he just starts tweaking out. And the girl that, again, that was I was dating that seven months pregnant with my child, you know, she's looking at me and she's like, wait, because she's a full-blown blown Catholic. And she's like, wait, in a Creole, like, what about Jesus? And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. We both looked at each other and I'm like, man, oh man, what's going on? So, you know, I'm just like, all right, I got to keep going. This is where it all, this is when it all started happening. I'm scrolling on YouTube. I'm learning about Reiki healing and um, chakra balancing on YouTube, just scrolling. And I see it recommended. And I see, you know, preacher casting demons out of Reiki healer, right? Whoa. And I'm like, what? And I click on it and it was Torben Sandergaard from the last reformation who's locked up right now from yeah. TLR. And I click on it and I see, and I see like the man casting demons out, you know, her getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and hitting the streets, laying hands on the sick and them getting healed. And I'm like, man, does, do Christians have power? There's no way. Whoa, There's no way. Come on. And he had, you know what I'm saying? And he has a map. He has one of those maps like you do. And, um, and I clicked on it and I saw a local, you know, a local, uh, TLR, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. I forgot what they call it. Um, and, and one of the one of their members, and I click on it, and I call her. Her name's Sharon, four foot ten white lady, man, just on fire for God, bro, and just had no fear. And she's and I'm just like, hey, I just saw this video, you know, tell me about Jesus. She was like, oh, Jesus, she's preaching to me, she's speaking in tongues, and I'm telling her, look, I do voodoo, like I, I have altars. She's like, no, 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 that's not the way, that's not the way. And she's just, I'm gonna pray for you, I'm gonna stay in contact. Just so loving, just so caring, and I'm like, man, this lady's crazy. All right, thank you, Sharon. And I'm just like, nah, this can't be it. And that's when God started sending them. You know, the next day I go to a barber shop and a new barber at that. And the, the barber's name is Paul. And he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a older black guy, you know, African-American. And he's just like, just really nice. And he starts playing Christian rap. And I'm like, man, what is that? He's like, oh, it's Christian rap, man. And I'm like, man, you listen to Nipsey Hustle. You listen to like, you know, you know, you listen to, uh, to Big L, like Tupac. He's like, nah, man, I don't listen to that garbage, man. I listen to gospel rap. And he was just so bold. And I, and I was just like, man, this dude's corny, bro. There's no way he don't listen to Nipsey Hustle. Come on. <laughs> Nipsey Hustle's conscious, right? And I'm just like, come on, man. You, he was just, he would just like be so like, no, man, I don't. I stood firm on it. I'm like, well, that's coincidence. You know, I'm at a liquor store, you know, a few days later, and a guy named Richard walks in, uh, older white dude, and he, you know, just and it's an, he has a lot of money. I might have found that out later, but he just he looked at me, he said, you have a light on you. You're like an angel. Look, man, I have all this money. I'm a multimillionaire. Uh, and, and, and I just want to let you know, I just got saved. I just received Christ. My life has changed. Wow. And God wants you. And this guy's in this liquor store crying. You know, he's a baby Christian, right? He's new in the faith. He's crying, like crying, looking at me. And I'm like, yo, this guy is crazy. He's like, I want to invite you to my house for a Halloween party, right? And I don't, I don't practice Halloween. I, I, I go evangelize on Halloween. But, mm. you know, like I said, he's a new Christian. You know, he didn't really, you know. So he invited me to his house for a Halloween party. And I told my girl at the time, this is an opportunity for business. Let's go. So we go to his house. And it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful $10 million home on the water. And, and we're out there just chilling. And um, all these people are in there. And he's just so nice. Him and his wife are so nice to us that me and my girl, we're like, man, they're swingers. They got to be. There's wow. no way they're being this nice to us just for no reason. Like 
we're the only people in here that are not white. Number one, everyone in here got money, doctors, lawyers, like politicians, like we don't fit in. Why are they being so nice? Like we thought it was like, they're about to set us up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, we got to go. And he just every, he would always text me, come to church, come to church, come to church. That's when God started really working. You know, I, I believe Sharon's prayers and she kept praying. And man, that's when I, I was, I was, I went outside one day and I decided I'm going to read a Bible. I bought it off Amazon because of Sharon. And I got this Bible and I went by the lake and a guy walking his dog just happened to stop by and say, hey, what book is that? And I'm like, uh, it's the Bible. It's the first time I'm reading it. He happens to be a pastor. Sits wow. down with me for three, for three hours, bro, like three hours just ministering to me. I'm telling him I do voodoo. I'm going to be dual inducted, all this stuff. He's like, oh man, don't, don't do that. Just, it's the name of Jesus, man. It's the name of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. And I'm just like, why is this guy so confident? Why is he so sure? He just says, look, man, read the book of Romans, read the book of Romans. And I promise you, you'll see what I'm saying. So I'm like, all right. That's when I started. I started reading the book of Romans day one, day two, day three goes by. And I'm just feeling conviction. I'm feeling something in my stomach. I'm feeling like this sorrow. I'm just feeling like, oh man. And I'll never forget one day in my apartment alone. I'll never forget it. You know, I remember, remember I had all these coincidental things, the YouTube, the barber, you know, um, the guy, Richard, you know, uh, you know, that guy walking his dog. And at this point I'm like, all right, man, like there has to be something going on. I'm, I'm gonna hit up Richard. Hey man, can I come to your church? He's like, yeah, man, I've been waiting for this day. Oh my gosh, he's crying again. Like, come, come. So I go to his church on a Sunday. It's a family church, you know, a very pastoral church. And um, so I'm, I'm walking in the church and I see the guy, Paul, the barber on the stage playing worship music, bro. Wow. And I'm like, bro, do you know him? Crazy, he's like, nah, I don't dude. know him. And I'm just like, I couldn't take it. It was so cool. It was too coincidental that I just started like shaking. I'm shaking at this point. They start playing Reckless Love, right? They start playing, you know, how he leaves the 99 for the one, you yeah. know, and, and that's when I just, I just, bro, I just broke. And that's the first time I broke and started crying. My girl's there with me. She's looking at me like, this dude never cries. And I'm just like, I don't know what it is. The pastor's praying for me. They, you know, they weren't praying for deliverance. They were just praying, praying over me, you know, and that's when I just like, okay, I got to really read this Bible. I keep getting in the book of Romans. And one day in my apartment, I just said, it's Jesus. The minute I knew, the minute I really believed, the minute I was just like, it's Jesus. A light came in my apartment alone. Remember, there's no pastor. It's not a church. My my girl's at work. A light came and it just like, boom, and it knocked me to the ground. I started manifesting demons. Mm. I started spitting up, vomiting. I didn't know what was going on. I was uncontrollably convulsing. I was just, I was manifesting demons. I was getting delivered by God himself. Wow. For what, from whatever I needed to get delivered. And I, and I actually started speaking in tongues. And it, and it wasn't demonic tongues because I had this in my belly. I'm like, oh, and I'm speaking. And it's like, why am I, why am I saying this? Like I was, I was like trying to stop it, but it felt so like the fire. It felt so like good. Like I needed to do it. And that's when I called Sharon, like Sharon, I don't know what just happened. And she was like, you got, you, you received the Holy Spirit. You got delivered. And I, at that moment, I just knew it was a, it was, it wasn't the mind. It was inside in my mm. inside of my soul man like i knew it was jesus christ because i received the holy ghost that's when i was just like it's jesus it's jesus it's jesus it, it's jesus sharon it's jesus she was like get all your get all your altar your altars your statues your beads get everything you got the crystals everything put it in a bag and go burn it in the woods and i'm like say less and I call, and my girl comes home. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, it's Jesus, babe, it's Jesus. And she's like, 
what's wrong with you? It's always these new religions. And I'm like, no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And she's like, and I'm like, look, and I talked to this lady, Sharon, and she said, we're living in fornication. I can't sleep in the same Come bed on. as you. I don't even, and I was like, I got to go sleep that in, the, conviction, in the other room. The Holy Ghost conviction. I, Come so on. Much, and she starts cursing me out. Oh, I'm, I'm about to have your child and you don't want to sleep in the same room as me. Because I put her through so much. And I was just like, I can't do this. And I was like, I'm going to the woods to burn all this. You want to come? She's just like, all right, I'll go. And we go to the woods, man. We burn everything. Um, we get rid of all the all the witchcraft. And um, we just start sleeping in separate rooms. And I told her, I'm like, I got saved. I can't be unequally yoked. It was just like everything that Sharon told me, I was going to abide by it. Because I knew now. I found the purpose, Isaiah. Mm. I found it. it. After seeking all these places, all these things, I knew this, this is it. This is it. I was sold out. Radical. And I told her, I can't be with you. We can't be girlfriend, boyfriend. We can't fornicate. We can't even hold hands. And you got to get saved. And it, I, and it can't be fake. She's like, I'm going to leave this guy. She was already like, I'm going to leave him. Like, I'm done. He's crazy. Well, two weeks later, she gets encountered by Jesus. Come she on. has a supernatural encounter. And I still was so, I had strongholds and I needed more deliverance. I still was like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to see, I want to see fruit. Man, she, 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 she was, she was bearing the fruit of just the love, the joy, the peace. She was just so like different. She was, she was, she was completely different, man. I stopped porn. I stopped fornication. I completely stopped everything. And we went and got more deliverance from a deliverance minister out, out in Fort Lauderdale, um, from Advitka Ministries, powerful man of God. And we got some more deliverance. I mean, and he called my wife out. Well, she's my wife now, but um, she called, he Praise called my Lord. girl at the time and, and he told her, you gotta, you know, you have a specific tattoo on your back. You can't forgive your father for, you know, what he did to you. And she, and I'm just like, how does he know all this? And I, I, I actually accused her afterwards that she had called him and paid him to do those things. Cause I'm like, there's no way he knew all that. How did he, cause he was getting words of knowledge. And, um, and that's when I got a one-on-one -on -one with him. I mean, demons came up and spoke through me. I started, when he delivered me, when, when the, when the Lord used him to deliver me, I was spitting up blood. I started mm. spitting up because of those blood covenants. And so I you just, got a full-on deliverance from this pastor. Yes, I got more deliverance. So I got after that, that initial encounter, I got more deliverance. That's when he prophesied over me and said some specific things. And man, that's when it all started. And you know, about a month and a half later, I looked at uh, you know, my my girl at the time, and I just like, well, look, I love you. You're saved. I'm saved. We got to do it the right way. We got to go to the courthouse and get married. We need to get baptized. Like we got to do this the right way. And man, we got married um, to, you know, abide by the governing laws of the land. We went to the courthouse. We got blessed, man. And then we um, we went and got baptized at a 24-hour fitness pool. Um, And bro, it just, that's when everything started. And I was lit up on fire. All I wanted to do was evangelize and tell everybody what happened. Come I didn't on. even know what evangelism was. I didn't really know how to properly communicate the gospel. I just know about what saved me. Like just understanding what he did, the sacrifice, the simple stuff that I, I understood from the book of Romans. And I would just tell people my testimony. I would just say my testimony. Look, bro, I'd be in Home Depots and Walmarts. I'm a baby Christian, a few weeks saved. I would just leave all day and just go tell everybody about my testimony. And that is Jesus because I knew. And I, while I was out there in the field, God would send people. I mean, it was, he would, he would, he would allow, he would reveal himself to me. He would reveal himself to me in ways that just would light me up every day, every day. I started mm. fasting. I started praying. I was just obsessed with Jesus. I was radically lit up on fire. So that's so yeah, good. Man. So man, what a story going from 
voodoo and going to shamanism, going to Islam, Catholicism. You tried literally everything. And then who, my question is who was praying for you? Because somebody was going to war (laughs) for you. And this is what I want to tell some of those in the chat tonight. You know, we just had about 7,500 people in here, which is crazy. Some of you are in the same journey he's in right now. You're getting, God is tugging on you. The fact that you're in this video is proof that God is speaking to you and God is calling you, but it's always someone praying. For me, it was my mom, my dad, my grandparents. There's somebody praying and praying and praying. And for you, you were you were the, the answer to someone's prayer. You were the interest yes. on someone's investment that they made in prayer. Did you have parents praying for you, grandparents praying so, for you? Who was praying, bro? Because they got some, they got some strong <laughs> prayers they were shooting at you. Man. Isaiah, so like, I found this out later, you know, my dad, when he saw me come to Christ, you know, he was super convicted and um, he started speaking to me about my grandmother, right, in Puerto Rico. And I'm like, and he started telling me like, you know, your grandmother, you know, cast the demons out and she had a church and she wow. would evangelize. And and I'm like, what? And then he said, like, I dedicated you to the Lord when you Whoa. were a newborn. I took her, I took you to her house. She anointed you with oil, prayed and prayed over you. And, and I dedicated you to the Lord. And it was her prayers because, man, she died when I was 18 and I got saved when I was 29. So wow. like her prayers, she prayed, she prayed, she prayed, she prayed. And I mean, my whole family came to Christ. My brother uh, just got saved recently. He was a multimillionaire of cryptocurrency, super famous on YouTube, super prideful, prideful. Would look at me and say, wait till you find out Jesus is not real. God wow. broke him down. He came to Christ about six, seven months ago, lit up Come on fire. On. Man, my, my dad, my dad finally broke out of everything. He's, he's smoking weed my whole life, drinking drugs gave up everything, got delivered from a demon. He didn't even Let's believe go. that it was real. My mom, Catholic, right? My mom swore that I'll never get baptized again. I got baptized as a baby. It's all about, it. I mean, God broke her down and just the fruit of the of what God was doing in my life. She came to the church about a month ago and surrendered fully, got baptized. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, yes, so. Lord. Yeah, so you're, grandma, you guys are in straight revival right now. Yes, yes, Isaiah. I mean, every service, souls are getting saved. Demons getting casted out, miraculous healings, people getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Lord is moving at the Rock. It's the Remnant Revival Outreach Center out here in Central Florida. And how long has it, how, when was all of this? How long have you been saved for? When did you start the church? How did this start taking off? And then I want to, sh- I want to show them a little bit, a small clip of you inter, well, it was an interview with the psychic. She was going to try to do a reading on you, but you ended up reading her mail. And I want to share a small clip of that and talk to you about that. But when was all the timeline of all of this? I know you were 20 when you were in the Navy and then you 29. Was it when you got saved? You said, how long has yes. it been? So I got saved December 1st, 2019. Okay. Whoa. Recent, recent. Yep. yep. That's amazing. Recent, recent. And when did yeah, you God start, been... when did you start preaching, pastoring, doing your YouTube stuff? When did that all start? So I, I started, I was, I was just, a, I would evangelize all the time. I was part of the last reformation, which is a powerful ministry that kickstarts a lot of people, um, transitioned into a few other ministries. And then, man, I just, in my living room, I decided, you know, we're going to start, we're going to start a Bible study in the living room on my transition out of another ministry. And man, God just, uh, he just started blowing it up. It went from 10 people, 15 people, 20 people. We had a hundred people in my living room Come and, on. and I mean, the, the I deliverance it. was breaking out deliverance, the li- deliverance, healing, just miracle signs and wonders. And people were coming from all over to our house to the point where like the HOA had to, um, they actually almost evicted us because of, because of so many people. But by the grace of God, um, the, the actual HOA manager happened to be a pastor. He was like, look, man, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to like file a lawsuit against you. You need to get out. 
So me and my wife had gotten out. That's when we got our first building. We just trusted in God. I mean, my wife and I had properties before coming to Christ. I mean, I had cars, I had everything, bro. I sold everything for the gospel. Mm. I sold all of it. We we sold all our properties. I mean, the cryptocurrency, the everything I had, man. And we just, we just, we just gave it all for the gospel. I mean, you know, just sewing and different things. And man, God really honored that. And uh, you know, I got ordained by a uh, uh, actual pastor, and um, he's actually he's, he's known as a prophet, but uh, he goes by pastor. He's out in um in Dallas. You, you ever heard about Prayer Mountain? Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, I've heard of Prayer yeah. Mountain. Yeah, Prayer Mountain, Dallas, the highest elevated point in Dallas. He owns that mountain, and he has a powerful ministry out there. And he ordained my wife and I um as as uh, ministers, as pastors, so we could do it the right way. So we have a spiritual yeah. covering. We submit to him. Um. He's a powerful man of God. We just actually had a revival out there in Dallas um, at, on the mountain and hundreds of souls got saved. Deliverance broke out, all that. It was it was crazy. I'm thinking of a different prayer mountain. I'm thinking of the one in, in Korea, but this is in, in somewhere else. This is in, is, a, is the ministry called Prayer Mountain? The ministry is called Mountain Creek, but he, okay. it, the actual mountain's Prayer Mountain. It's in Dallas, Texas. It's the I need highest to check that out. Point. I'm going to check it out after the stream. Beautiful place, beautiful That's place. That's amazing. That's amazing. Talk to us a little bit about, I just want to touch back on the music industry. Maybe some people are new. They don't know what voodoo or santeria or shamanism is. How does that tie into the music industry? Because a lot of people in the chat, let's just be honest, they have no problem listening to Beyonce. They have no problem listening to Tupac. They have no problem listening to any of these artists. And they don't realize that the, there are spiritual powers at work here. In the same way there are Christian evangelists, there are demonic evangelists. In the same way there are yes. Christian apostles, there are demonic apostles. In the same way there are yes. Christian worship leaders, the Bible talks about ministers of Satan, ministers of darkness. And one of the devil's agenda in the last days is he raises up his ministers. And let's just be completely honest, the devil's ministers are far more popular than God's ministers. The devil's evangelists yes. are far more influential than God's evangelists. The devil's worship leaders, like Beyonce and these other these other artists, are Man. far more influential. So what about, Richard, all these Christians in the chat tonight, you know, there's a lot of people watching that are just like, ah, secular music <laughs> is not a big deal. There's nothing spiritual Man. about it. Listen, I will listen to a song that I used to listen to when I used to party. If I listen to a song <laughs> right now that I used to listen to when I used to party, bro, it will bring me back to the yeah. car I was in, to the girl I was yep. with, to the people, <laughs> the drink. I could, it will bring every memory back. So I know mm -hmm. that, not only that, it'll get stuck in my head. So I know that there's some type of spiritual element to where music can take me somewhere. It takes me yes. somewhere in my soul to where these memories yes. come back and these emotions come back and these, yep. the smell comes back and there's so much power, yet Christians and the church, pastors have no problem promoting. Pastors are promoting uh, these artists and they make man. fun of us. Guys like us, we get made fun of. Oh, you guys are against secular music. You guys are against yeah. rap music. So talk a little bit about because you know, you were, you were in it. You were in that world yes. of Santeria, voodoo, witchcraft. Mm -hmm. How does that how does that all play together? And is Man. this a conspiracy or is it really these celebrities are really involved in this witchcraft? It's real, man. Like I, I would be in LA popping bottles next to future. I'd be I'd be on Rodeo Drive credit card scamming. Like I would be around these artists. I know what they're doing. Like I know how it works. They're they're actually doing these rituals. Like I said, Solange Knowles was doing rituals in a time where she actually started getting a lot of um fame at that time. But um the, the mind, will, and emotions, the soul. Is very influenced by by music. Music is so powerful because it's it's what's spoken. It, you know, it's it's 
it's words being spoken. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, mm. especially when it's when it's when it's when it's melodious, when it's when there's harmonies that are that 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 you enjoy within your soul when it makes when it feels good. Anything that's said could really be deposited into your spirit. Those demonic seeds. People call people will call you radical, religious, oh, you're too much. But I know like how influential it was on my life, my whole life, listening to all these artists. Like growing up, I'm from Broward where Kodak Black is huge. I mean, all and and they literally willingly, this artist named Kodak Black puts voodoo rituals on the front of his albums. I wow. mean, like these people are, they're not scared of it. They say it, they call it, they make, they made it a fad doing it. They call it doing woo, doing voodoo. They made it a normal thing. Like, oh, be careful. They're going to put that woo on you, that Haitian voodoo. Like they've made it so normalized, even in, in Atlanta with the IFA, the African IFA, like all these artists are doing IFA. You look at gang, you look at the gang leaders, you look at gang members, they wear voodoo beads. Mm. It's the same voodoo beads I used to wear with the with the yellow with the yellow and green with the with the red and white with the blue and white that with these different colors they wear it around their neck not even knowing that they're representing a demonic spirit. So like yes, secular music you have to be careful. You open up doors when you listen to this demonic it's death. It's death being spoken. It's word curses. You can sit there and be like I just like the beat I don't really know what's going on, but then when you when you when you start hear, hearing like murder, I'm a murder, I'm a yep, murder, yep. I'm a, you're gonna be like, huh, I'm a, uh, uh, oh yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, and you're at the gym and you just want to fight somebody. Mm. It's 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 influential. That music is so influential, and we have to be able to to receive life and speak life and be very careful what we listen to because it does open doors. For sure. That's, that's so good. I think people undervalue or they don't realize the spiritual power of music, the spiritual power of words that are spoken over you. You're literally sitting there allowing words of murder, words of death, words about drugs, words, words about abuse. Yeah. And many of you watching this right now, you're like, I would never, ever do anything abusive towards anyone. Yet you're literally driving in your car listening to trap music. I'm like, how are you a 25 year old white dude driving yeah. to your, your corporate job listening? listening to trap music about how so-and-so is going to murder so-and-so and we're completely okay yeah. with it. We're not worried about what Bro. our kids music, man, is such an open door. Now some would argue, well, brother, listen, they use music in the occult. They use ritualistic music. Yes. There's literally certain types of music and we're not, we're not going into conspiracy, but there's certain types of music that invoke certain demons. There's I, certain I drum beats. Go ahead, go for it. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it in front of me. I would say they'd actually would have to play the certain drum beats, the music, they would play it. They'd have to play it, drink the alcohol, smoke the cigar, put on a specific wardrobe of of the, of the supposed like the, the the ancestral like the clothing they used to wear. They would have a machete. They would have like they'd have to have the human skull. They'd have to have the altars. They'd have to be an atmosphere. They'd have to create an atmosphere and an, mm. an environment around them and within their temple in order for the demonic spirit to manifest or for them to summon to summon the demon in. And that's the problem. Is a lot of people are allowing these demonic atmospheres to be created. Just think about it. Wine and spirits, right? Yep. Why the stores are called wine and spirits. So these they, they, people, people drink and they get drunk. They think it's all, oh, it's all good. No, you're, 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 you're opening the doors for yeah. spirits to enter you. You're creating, think about it. When we used to smoke and drink, we have to smoke, drink, pop a pill, listen to music. And like, we'd be demonically worshiping, preparing for what we're about to do, about to hit the club by being the club, popping bottles, evangelizing for the devil, getting women to fall in love with me, manipulating them, uh, putting witchcraft on them by just my words and just having a lineup of all these women, all these women that would go, they would go crazy. They would have suicide, they would be suicide, they, you know, suicidal, depressed 
You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was popular in the world to oh I'm gonna smash this guy's girl. You know like yeah uh, oh she's committing adultery. Like that was good. Like you yeah you got you got street credit for that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah it was it was demonic. It was like I. I, that that's how I, I was able to feed my soul. Like these demons were controlling me, and be like every weekend, I'd be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday fun day, getting drunk. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes the whole week, drunk, drinking, still at the gym, taking pre workout, still make it to work. Like just it was a lifestyle of craziness because I was being, I was in a, I was apostolically building for the devil. And people don't realize there's actual power in this demonic stuff. Like when you go to a voodoo priest and they say, oh, we're going to put a spell on so-and-so, people don't even realize when, when you're not Christian, you're vulnerable to the attacks of the devil. You're vulnerable to these spiritual powers at play. And if you're a Christian and you open the door, you're also vulnerable. When you people are like, yes. Christians can't have demons. I'm like, if you open the door, do you really think God is going to protect you from your own opening the door to Satan? God is going to yes. honor your free will. And so just because you're a Christian, you might think, well, I could watch what I want, listen to what I want, drink what I want, do the drugs I want. Yet you don't realize that you're opening the door to the devil. Just like if you drink alcohol and you're a Christian, you're still going to get drunk. You don't say, well, yep. Christians can't get drunk. It's the same thing when they say Christians can't get <laughs> demons. If you hey. let open that door and come under the influence of that, you're letting the devil have free reign in your life. And for some of you, you spend more time inviting him in than kicking him out. And you Amen. and you get mad at us for preaching this. You get mad at us for talking about mm -hmm. deliverance when we're telling you there is freedom, there is hope, there is breakthrough. If you're in the occult right now, if you're in the new age right now, if you're in witchcraft right now, if you're drinking on drugs, you know, we definitely hit the algorithm tonight because we hit 9,000 viewers here a minute ago and we're going wow. up and down from, so we're on the YouTube algorithm right now and there's many people jumping in here as we're talking. And we're telling you that this stuff is all demonic. We're exposing the works of the devil. We're letting you know that there is freedom in Christ. Take it from Richard. He literally just said, I went, if you're just jumping on from Islam to Catholicism, to shamanism, to Buddhism, to Santeria, to voodoo, from the Navy, to drug dealing, literally tasted every single thing the devil had to offer and ended up at the foot of the cross, ended up Amen. in the place of truth, the only place where there's freedom. The only place, only place where there's where there's deliverance, the only place where there's life and joy and peace and hope and purpose and direction and vision and light and healing and wholeness and everything good. Or you can take the devil's offer of death, of destruction, of anger, of bitterness, of suicide, of lust. I mean, listening to your testimony, you talk all about when you were with the devil you were lustful, you were angry, you were suicidal, oh, you were bitter, you were mad, you were addicted. Now we're looking at your life. This is just 2000 since 2019. Now you're blessed. You have a church. God is opening doors. You're you're on this you're on these platforms on YouTube sharing and God's growing your pages and God is moving and there's joy in your family. There's peace in your marriage. There's a life and wholeness. You're living the life. You're living the good life and yet some people watching this still are going to choose darkness over the light. The Bible says that uh, men love darkness. They rejected Jesus because they love darkness more than they love the light because their deeds were evil and they didn't want God to expose their deeds. Yet God doesn't just expose our deeds. God's, God heals us and gives us something yes. infinitely better. Now, when you were in, I wanted to ask you, when you were in witchcraft, in the height of your voodoo time where you're about to get ordained as a literally a voodoo priest, Give us your view of the church, okay? The Christian church, oh, apart man. from, you know, obviously you probably weren't super exposed to like, you know, charismatic or Pentecost or the power side mm -hmm. of it. You just, what was your view as a voodoo 
uh, apprentice, let's just say, a warlock, what mm. was your view of a Christian or the church? Like, what did you think of them? Because I was raised Catholic, I, I used to think that, you know, that, you know, man, that Jesus ain't it. I mean, these mm. priests, they rape children. I yep. used to fall asleep in church. I hate it. Like, this is, like, and, and th this is dumb. Like, they divided and conquered our people. They they raped our, you know, I'm Puerto Ricans, right? So my, pa my parents are Puerto Rican. Oh, they came to the island. And that, you know, <clears throat> you know, like Christianity is, is not, nah, that's not it. I didn't know there was power. I didn't mm. know there was healing. I didn't know about the goodness of God. Like, I didn't, I had no idea if it wasn't for Torben's video, you know, popping up on my YouTube and me just binge watching his videos and finding that map and picking that, you know, that lady sharing, like I would have never known, like, you know, God used that. That's why I have such a passion for this, for YouTube, for Instagram, for Facebook, TikTok, for internet ministry, because so many people are getting saved at a rapid rate. God is using it for his glory. Wow, that's so good. I want to play a clip of you going in because I think these videos you're making, these are like mini documentaries. They're so well done. I know a lot of energy work and time goes into editing and filming. People don't realize these videos are 10, 20 minutes, but they're hours and hours and hours of editing and stuff. But man, I feel like there's such there's such an anointing here when you share your faith. And some of you have seen the full video and you guys can watch the full video later. It's on his channel. I also did a reaction to it, but I have his channel linked down below, which I would love all of you to subscribe to as well. I want to play the last four minutes of this clip where you start sharing the gospel with this psychic and then i want you to talk a little bit about that encounter i know you won't be able to um see the video the portion i'm going to play but i'll kind of ask you about it after so let's play this everyone Amen. just look at the screen here we're going to roll this video all right one second why is the video not working the devil is a liar hold on let's do this all right one second you will not go to hell and I prophesy whoa why it's because blood equals life like you need blood to live if you don't have blood you die right so like even in voodoo and santeria I see it they will sacrifice animals and take blood but it was like to a, another spirit so like I'm like okay so it's a spiritual law that blood equals life and sin equals death we know what sin is based off of the laws written on our heart that's why even a three-year-old baby knows rape and murder is wrong if they're seeing someone get raped or murdered in front of them they're going to freak out and cry. How do they know that? It's because it's written. It's what we call morals and ethics. But, but the book of Romans 1 and 2 talks about it. The law is written in our heart. So like, okay, sin equals death, blood equals, uh, blood equals life. It atones, but they would constantly do it. And they would, it was works. And they were like, we can't do this no more. Like, when's the Messiah coming? Because the prophets would say, the Messiah, the Christ is coming to save you all. And they'd be like, bro, like, it's taking too long. So they would leave and go back to other gods. But then when Jesus Christ came, and, and his power, because the Holy Ghost came upon him with an anointing, an empowerment, to where he didn't need to do anything but just say, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and there was miracles, I'm talking about countless, countless. And he said, all you have to do is believe in me and put your faith in me, open up your heart to the potential of me being God and give yourself to me and you'll see what happens. And that's when you receive the Holy Spirit. So like he, and he said, I have to go up on the cross I have to die. I have to fulfill all the Old Testament prophecies at 100% accuracy. And I have to go and, and atone for all your sins through my blood, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the last and final sacrifice. He literally sacrificed it all, like, as a human, sinless and perfect unto death. And it's proven that he was here scientifically and archaeologically. Like, it's not like it's a, like, well, maybe, no, it's in the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the textual authenticity of the Bible. It's crazy. Like, I, 
started searching all this stuff. And when he resurrected, he proved that he was God. He showed him, look, I'm back. Since all you, everyone doubted, even his own disciples that saw him walk on water and turn water into wine because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They couldn't understand it in the flesh. So you have a spirit, right? So when the Holy Spirit fills you, your spirit is made perfect and whole. It's like you get activated with a superpower. That's what happened. I got, and I just knew. And what if I told you also that pastor that I was talking about, casting out demons and healing the sick, was me? What if I told you that God is calling you as a prophetess? What if I told you that I, the Lord told me about your father before I even came in here, and he wants to build that relationship back? Is your father Christian? Yes. Is he a pastor? No. What does he do? I don't know now. He loves you so much. I'm going to be really honest. Yes. Um, you're kind of crossing a boundary into my own my own personal stuff with my father. Okay, I'll, I'll stay with there for okay. my own and I'm, I want to say those boundaries were made out of nothing but love Amen. and wanting to honor his heart as much as I'm honoring my own. Okay. And those were made from a very loving place, and I'm perfectly fine. I love him better from where I am where you're at. Than, okay. than we ever could in person. Okay, no and more. to me, that honors his, him. That okay? Honor is important. Um, Can I do one thing before we leave, and I'll pay you the cash out? Yeah. Could I? I and I, I want to say, like, I, I'm totally... Like, I'm not trying to cut you off. That was just a, a boundary of, like, I'm very I'm very sure about being aligned with where I'm at with my own Of course. I, oh, yeah. I don't I don't judge nobody. And I do, I do work with Christ energy all the time. I think we really? just work through it through a different framework. Can, yeah. I do, can I do one thing? And I, and I mean, this is what all I want to do is just, like, say a quick prayer for you, like, of love. Sure. Yeah. You cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Can I hold your hands? Um, I don't touch okay. just because I I, I'm not big on the energy exchange, but yeah, okay. absolutely. So I just, I'm going to pray love. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray blessings over my sister. I pray that you you show her more because she wants to know more and more. She said she said she wants to know more and more. We don't, and this, what she said was a biblical, that we don't know anything, that you know all things. Paul said, I don't know nothing but Christ crucified. I pray that you bring her to a place of revelation of you, Lord, like you did with me. And that if there's anything in her life, Lord, that she's that any bad negative energy, any dem anything demonic, that you just take it away, Lord, and that you reveal yourself to her, Lord. We just take authority over any demonic spirit that might be operating around her. We just take authority that they cannot speak no more, be around her no more. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for this loving, loving soul. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You. You're very loving. So I want to share with you, I grew up Christian. Like, and that, like, I, yes, that was my, that was, and also want to share, like, military is also my background. So I, what? I Navy, Air Force, Air Force. What? Yes. What were you stationed? Uh, Texas, New Mexico, uh, Hawaii, and California. Oh. You were raised Christian? Yes, I was. Baptist or something like that. Um, non to non. Okay. And yeah. did, you, did you see power in your church, like, like the Holy, like power? Of... Oh my God! I can't tell you how many youth groups I went to where I would just feel it come over me and I would bawl my eyes out. You ever seen a healing or deliverance? You ever seen a demon cast it out or someone get healed by the power of God, get out of a wheelchair? I mean, I've seen it on, on TV. And again, I believe in that stuff. Like, I, I want to say, like, there's, there, I just it's want you to know so there's no... It's so real. I know. But you know what I believe? Like, I, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe he loves you so much. And I believe he is the fullness of God bodily. I believe he is going to encounter you. We will see each other in heaven. You will not go to hell. And I prophesy that over your life. You will go to heaven. God will reveal himself to you. You're so much. <laughs> You're so here we go. What a video. What a video. So that's the video I reacted to when I found out about you. That video went viral on your page and then it went viral. Just me reacting to it. People are loving that video, the way that you handled the whole situation. You didn't push it on her. You listened to her for like the 20 minutes and then you just preached to her. Tell us a little bit about what made you want to go in there and like interview her and then witness to her. And what were you thinking as the interview was going? So Isaiah, I used, we used to do that a lot. Me and my brother, before we even had the camera, 
So we would we would actually go to like voodoo shops and psychic shops and and and, and witness to these people. So when the Lord finally like gave us the revelation, start recording, you know, we just we started getting the videos and this lady, man, we, me and my brother, we prayed, we prayed, we worshiped, got in the presence of God and just asked the Lord, where do you want us to go? Went on Google, found a spot. God said, go there. So we went, man, and it was just straight favor. We walked in and um, we started just recording around and and they allowed us. They said, yeah, that's fine. And I went to the psychic. Like initially I asked her, like, can I get a reading? Because I was going to, as she does the reading, I was going to start to like, 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 you know, like, yeah. like, like, like wiggle my way in. You know, be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. You know, Paul said, I'll be all things to all men so that I might save some. So, you know, and I have a heart for these people because they're just deceived. So, you know, she and was you like, were them. you were literally yeah. doing what they're doing. You were there. I have, com I have compassion. How, yeah. how am I going to sit there and, and judge them and be like, you know, and a lot of preachers, they preach the, you're going to hell. You know, you, you repent now. And it's like, bro, like no one listens to that. Like, yeah, people aren't like, they're, they're just like the drunk people, the people in the clubs, the witches, they're just like, I don't even want to be part of that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we have to adapt. We have to be all things to all men. Like Paul said, with the Jews, I'll be a Jew. With the, with the Greek, I'll be Greek. With the weak, I'll be weak. You know, like we have to be able to adapt to win a soul. So, yeah, we went in there. I just adapted. You know, they see me, tattoos. They they look at me. They don't think I'm a, I'm a pastor. Yeah. And um, they just I, they ask like, what are you doing? Oh, I have a I have a YouTube channel, and I'm just very spiritual. I'm very spiritual. It's a spiritual channel. I just want to ask you questions about spirituality. Are you spiritual? Yeah, of course. You know, okay. How much would you charge for a reading? I can't do a reading, but I'll I'll, I'll do an interview. I was like, okay, let's do an interview. And you know, I cash apped her the money she wanted. I think it was like eighty bucks for the interview. And um, we went in, and she had no idea. She had no idea that I was gonna be asking her questions later. Um, words of knowledge started flowing. The Lord started speaking to me. She about, ended up getting a reading, her. bro. You ended up giving her word of knowledge right there. Yeah, I was trying to like I was trying to be as chill as possible, but I I wanted to like I wanted to just start like you know just like preaching, but I was. I want to be loving because I know that when you start coming with like when, when it comes to witches, warlocks, the new age people, they're like they're waiting for that Christian that says, oh, you're, you're going to hell and like, oh, you're wrong. Like, and you know, when, when we're out in public and we're getting these people to take off crystals and evil eyes willingly, it's because of the love. They don't know how they don't care about how much, you know, until they know about how much you care. Mm -hmm. So when we go to the malls, bro, and we're out there like. I don't, I don't, we don't pull up to people like, Hey, I'm a Christian pastor and I'm, and that's evil. And I'm going to, and I want to do an interview to expose that. No, like, yeah, I, we see the crystals, we see the evil eyes, we see it. Hey, you want to do an interview? Cause it's like real cool with all the people. And yeah, that psychic man, she was just, she, it was just straight grace. Like the Lord set it up because like, what are the chances that her father was, you know, a Christian pastor and, and what are the chances she had felt the presence of God before? And you know, that she's a former Christian, like the Lord sent us there strategically to minister to her in love and, uh, and plant that seed and pray for her so that she so that she would know that he's he's calling her still like he loves her you know and that's what we wanted to do is is plant that seed you know hope we were, we were hoping she would give her life to christ and start casting that demon out you know that's what we yeah. you know yeah, we yeah, hope yeah. for those things but like it's not going to happen all the time sometimes we're in stores and we start praying and they fall to the ground and they're manifesting a demon like oh shoot cast it out in the name of jesus okay cool sometimes it's just a simple like prayer and there's there's power in that prayer of faith. A seed is planted. And now that the video is going viral, I know she sees it. I know her family members see it. So it's it's good. It's like casting coals on someone's head that will bring them to repentance, you know? 
Yeah, and you were loving about it. You, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, don't touch me. Okay, that's fine. Let's pray. And she was receiving it. She was open and she'll never forget that. So we just believe for her salvation, for her family to be blessed, for God to just use her in his purpose to save her, to deliver her. And we just pray that that would be the case. I know a lot of people were saying, we need to pray for her in the chat. And guys, keep her in your prayers. Put her on your prayer list and just pray that God would have his way in her life because, hey, when if you were in doing what she was doing, you'd want someone to come bring you the truth. Do unto others that you want them to do to you. And if I was a psychic medium reading people and I was doing it and not realizing the devil's using me, I would want someone to walk in and tell me there's a better way, there's hope, which leads me to my, ne my next question. Uh, Richard, what is something you wish someone would have told you when you were in the occult? You know, I think about when I was in quote unquote atheism, which again, it was so dumb because I don't think I was a real atheist. I was just like a wannabe atheist. <laughs> but when I was in that, I, I wanted someone so badly to walk up to me while I was at that party, while I was lost and broken, point at my face and say, Isaiah, you're lost, you're broken, no one knows you're hurting inside, and if you continue this life, you're going to end up in hell. Because I got raised thinking, as a kid, you know, you just pray the sinner's prayer over and over again, you get saved and get saved. So here I am claiming to be an atheist, and I'm like, hey, maybe I'll throw a sinner's prayer in there on my deathbed, just this delusion. And I, I wanted someone to just say, hey, Isaiah, this is... You're broken. You're hurting. I, w I had this facade over. What is maybe something that you wish someone would have told you and maybe someone watching that's in the occult right now? Of course, you know, if someone's in the occult and they see on YouTube X Warlock, they're going to be like, mm, this is interesting. Let me click this. So we, we yeah. can't assume everyone watching right now is a Christian. What is maybe something you'd want to tell those in the occult or something you wish someone would have told you? I, I wish someone would have told me like, hey, you're searching for spiritual things. Um, Like, you know, like explaining to me you know, the true gospel and what Jesus did and why he why he died on the cross for my sins, what mm. the blood represents, how it actually forgives you, explaining how they used to make sacrifices in the Old Testament for, you know, the animals to atone for the sins of Israel and then break down the, sorry, the whole process of the gospel. Like I didn't, I never had someone explain. I just knew like believe in, in Jesus and that's it. But I didn't have someone sit down and like you said, minister to me and say, hey, wow. you're going through this brokenness. You're looking for an answer. Let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you why Jesus is Lord. And then minister in power and spirit. Like, like pray for me. And and if I if I if I am hurt, like pray for my healing and you know, so I can get healed and see the power of God move in deliverance. Like, I wish I would have knew about the gospel and the power of God and how real it is. That's incredible. I think someone would look at a guy like you, you know, tattoos, you look tough and all of the stuff and be like, oh, I'm not going to minister to that guy because there's no way that guy can get saved. There's no way God can reach that guy. Yet here you are. God's using you in such a mighty way. You're such a testimony. There's people like you all over that are hurting and broken on the outside, maybe looking like they're super tough or super hard, but then on the inside waiting for someone like that guy you said came up to you was just preaching. You're like, what is going on with this guy? He had just gotten saved and invited you to that Halloween party. Yes. But man, we need more people out there. Okay, let me ask you another question. You know, you come out of the occult, you were out of the new age movement, all the stuff, shamanism, voodoo, Santeria, dabbled in Islam. You went and touched all of it. What is one of the struggles maybe you've had, something maybe you've battled since becoming a Christian? Now, I know you've gone through multiple deliverance. God's delivered you, all Man. of that. Is there something that you've battled, though, something that you have to keep just wrestling with ever since you've been saved that you just keep putting under the blood? Yeah, so, like, it was... So that the porn went away, the fornication went away, like, the alcohol, was, like, all that stuff, that, that stuff was, by the grace of God, was easy. But what used to bother me a lot was... Are these are all these people going to hell? Like, are the Muslims going mm. to hell? Are the Buddhists going to hell? And that led me into a deep study, like deeper, even as a Christian. 
I started digging even deeper into apologetics. I started studying the textual authenticity of the Bible. I learned about the Dead Sea Scrolls. I learned about how the Muslims took from the Torah and from, you know, and from the, the Bible and just mixed it up and how Muhammad married a six-year-old and raped and raped like a like a little girl and how Buddhist, you know, where, where that comes from and how even Buddha was confused. Like I started looking into it. The, the Lord told me, seek, seek. And I just, I would pray and I would just keep looking. And man, it, if it wasn't for me just continuing to look, my my thing I would tell someone that's that's going through this right now, that's a new saved Christian and is like, man, I'm not sure, is to actually seek. Go yes. look. We have YouTube. We have Google. Like I was binging YouTube. I had an encounter with Jesus, but I still had a lot of doubt. A lot. Like, like how does I have to read a Bible written by man? And then that's when God started showing me different things. The Dead Sea Scrolls told me to read. As I was reading, God started confirming things, confirming things spot on, like just in, in, in everyday life. From what I read that day, like God wants to confirm. He wants to reveal himself to you, but you have to humble yourself and seek him and give him a lot of chances because I tell you, I'm telling you, every time you put your faith in them and you give them a chance and continue to just, you know, the substance of things hope for, the evidence of things unseen, he's going to show up because he moves mm. with faith. It's good. That's good. I think a lot of people want results, but they don't want to put the time in. You know, he says, ask and you shall receive. It's like, but he doesn't say how many times to ask. He says, knock, but he doesn't say how many times to knock. And we doorbell ditch God and like we knock and run away. It's like, you didn't spend the yeah. time, the energy, the effort. We're mad at God for not answering prayers. We're not even praying. We're not spending the energy, the time, the effort. Meanwhile, we'll spend all the time and energy into our favorite hobby, our favorite thing, our job. But it's like, man, we have to put time and effort and energy. We want God to make us a priority when he's just an option. So we're like, God, make me a priority. And God's like, make me a priority. Like, God, where are you? And God goes like, where are you? So there's a lot of time that we, like literal time spent, we need to spend in prayer. Literal time. Yes. Guys, if you're watching this, don't be mad at God that you don't spend any time in the week in your word. Like, just think about right now, this week, how much chronological time. Now we're not talking about in the spirit. We're talking about chronological time. Did I spend this last seven days reading the Bible? How much chronological time did I spend praying? Did I spend in the presence of God or doing, forget all that, anything for God. And a lot of us are like, uh, I didn't, I don't even, I can't, I don't even think I spent an hour this week praying, reading, studying, doing anything spiritual at all. Evangelizing, discipling, like you list the 10 things we're supposed to do as Christians. And a lot of us are like, I've done none of those. Yet we, we all get frustrated. Like, God, why aren't you answering my questions? Why am I confused? Similar to what you said of how could all these people be going to hell? That's a huge point of contention with the people in the church. And a lot of people literally turn from their faith because of that. Like, how could God send yes. all these people to hell? One thing that helped me was realizing hell is our default destination. So it's not like God is going, okay, there's 100,000 people yep. born. I'm going to send all of them to hell because 150,000 people die every day. That's a lot of people to die every day. Wow. The default destination of every human because we're born in sin in unrighteousness is we're all destined to the lake of fire. That is our destination. That's where we're, all, we're already going. God isn't sending us there. We're already going there. Every yep. one of you in the chat, if you are not a believer, God is not sending you to hell. You are already going to hell by yourself. You don't need God's help. You're going there because you've broken his laws. You've, you've because of Adam and Eve's choice, we are born into iniquity, into sin. So Jesus isn't sending. Jesus is intervening. We're headed there, and he goes, in a lifeboat, jump on. I'm giving you a yep. way out. And guess what? There's also a bonus. You can now have a relationship with the Father when you, were, you, you used to be at war with him. So now, does God throw people into hell? Yes. 
Jesus said, fear the Father, fear God, who can destroy both body and soul in hell. But God is not sending people there. People are sending themselves there. That's the default place we go. But Jesus comes and makes a way and says, there's a way out. So it's actually great news. People are so like, how could God be sending all these people to hell? People are choosing to go there. Hundreds of thousand people plus a day are choosing to reject God, to deny God. Well, you might say, well, they never had a chance. Romans chapter one says every single person because of creation, God has clearly made himself known to them so that this is what Romans says. No one has an excuse. We are all without excuse. Any person that has access to see outside, to see nature knows there's a God that made that. And if they will seek that God and cry out to that God, that God will reveal himself. And every single person, the Bible says, God desires no one to perish. There's not one unbeliever in this broadcast tonight that God wants to die and go to hell. If you die and go to hell, you chose that. And we're here tonight with a massive stop sign. If you're in the occult, if you're in the new age, maybe you're selling drugs the way Richard was. Maybe you're in the Navy. Whatever it was that you were doing that he was doing, maybe you're a a wannabe poser atheist like I was, whatever you are, whatever you were, we're holding a massive stop sign in front of you tonight saying you got a chance. There's another way. There's a better way. God says, I offer you life and peace and supernatural healing and supernatural deliverance that those demons that have plagued you and chased you and literally haunted you for years and years and years, making you violent, making you angry, making you addicted, making you all of that. God says, I'll deliver you of those. And you maybe say, well, I don't have demons. Well, you have sin. God says, I'll deliver you of your demons. I'll forgive you of your sin. If you put your faith in me, believe in me, repent. You got to repent. The Bible says in the book of Acts, God requires all men everywhere to repent. That for a time, God overlooked ignorance, but now every man's required to repent. So every one of you, you have that chance tonight to turn from your sin, to repent. The cross was that, that stop sign between you and going where you should be, you deserve to go. Like I deserve hell. I deserve eternal torment, torture, just death. I've broken every one of God's laws. You break one, you broke them all, the Bible says. I've Mm. broken his laws. I've turned from him. I've rejected him. But here comes Jesus at 19 years old in my life, says, Isaiah, I don't want 99.9% of you. I want all of you. Give me your life and I'll use you. And God did. And the same way God did that with me, God did that with Richard and says, look, I could take you from years of working for the devil. Now you're working directly against him, exposing the works of darkness, coming against the plans of the enemy. You used to literally put demons into people and now you're casting demons out of people. There's so much, Richard, there's so much work to be done. We need every one of you. There's 6,500 of you on here right now. We need every single one of you to mobilize. We need every single one of you to rise up in these last days. We are, we are calling Come the on. army tonight. We are blowing the trumpet. Joel 2, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the earth tremble. The day of the Lord is upon us. Paul says, the night is far spent, friend. That if you're like, well, when's the last? we're in the last days. If you're wondering, if you're stressed out, if you're anxious, yes. we're in the last days. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. This is what Paul said. Our salvation is nearer than we first believed. So what, what should we do? He says, wake up and put on the armor of light. There's a battle coming, friend. We are headed into a storm. There's dark days ahead. The Bible does not say things are going to get better. It says things are going to get extravagantly worse. We're heading into those last days, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, or no-trib, it doesn't matter. We are headed into the <laughs> darkest days of human history. But here's the beauty. As the, dark, the darkness covers the earth, the light of God shines even brighter. 
The beauty of the light is that it illuminates brighter. The darker the world gets, the lighter that we can shine. So we're going to keep pushing this thing forward. We're going to keep preaching this message. We're going to keep believing for deliverance, believing for healing. Uh, Pastor Richard, why don't you, before I have you talk about, you know, where they can come see you at your church, and then I'll stay on after I get you off and, and ask people to give. Before we do any of that, why don't you just pray any last thoughts you have for the people, and then why don't you pray for the people as well? I know it's way later for you. What is it, 1030 okay. for you right now? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, 1030 for you. So I know you're on you're on another coast. I want to respect yeah, your fine. time. But why don't you pray for the people, and we'll just believe God to touch a mm -hmm. lot of these people in the chat. Okay, just one, like, one thing I want to say before I pray yeah, is, yep. is that God doesn't, you come as you are and God changes you. Repentance is when you change your mind, is when you turn away from sin. When you make that free will decision to turn away and you say in your mind, I'm done with everything, I'm done with the sin, I'm turning to Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers you to continue to transform. Some of you are like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I, I didn't, bro, I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted to sex. I was watching pornography since I was 12 years old. I'd be with five, six women a day, still watch porn. I was, I was, I was, I was addicted to so many things, pills. I couldn't go four or five days without drinking. I was addicted my whole life with one, one encounter with Jesus. And he filled me with a spirit. I, I have, by the grace of God, I have never watched porn again. I've never Come been on. drunk again. Come on. I've, I got married to the woman of my dreams. I didn't even know she was until I got saved. I have a beautiful wife. She's a, She's a pastor now. She's my wife casts out demons. My wife heals the sick. She's a powerful woman of God. And she, she's actually out there right now praying for there's an altar call right now in the church. Come on. And I'm telling you, like, I, I never would have thought that I, I couldn't even be faithful to one woman. And now I have to have two kids about to have a third. So the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be endued with power. He will give you the power to change. He'll give you the power to cast devils out. He'll give you the power to heal the sick. He'll give you the power to live. You need the Holy Spirit. Once you believe and you repent, he'll do the rest. I promise you. And then you just, all you have to do is stay on that narrow path and seek him. Read your word. Like Isaiah said, a strategic prayer life, strategic Bible reading, continue. Faith without works is dead. So if you truly have faith, the works will follow. We're not saved by works. We're saved by faith, right? But if you have faith, the works will follow because you'll have that fire. You'll be like, now I know the purpose of life. So I want to pray for that. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for everyone watching, Lord, I pray for that, for that person that thinks they can't repent, that, that they can't do it. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you would touch them, that you would that you would reveal yourself to them. I pray that there's, a, that there's seeds planted and watered. And for those that are ready right now, you might be crying, you might be shaking, you might be like, God, I'm ready. Just cry out to Jesus, cry out, Dear call Lord. upon his name, and he'll do the rest right now. I pray that everyone that needs to get saved right now, Lord, that you would draw them near to you, Lord. I thank yes, you for this God. podcast. Thank you for Isaiah. Thank you for his ministry. Thank you for all the souls that are going to be saved from this video now live and even later on. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray together. Amen and amen. Thank you. What an amazing testimony, man. Such a powerful, strong thing God is doing. I'm just blessed to be a part of what God is doing in your life to start this friendship. I know we just barely met. This is the first time we've talked, but God is doing such a work. And Pagani texted me and said, tell him he looks like a young Pagani and that may God use you greater than God used him and you will reach even more souls than he did. So man, what a great thing God wow. is doing um, and great wow. work. That, and we're all in your corner, man. We're praying for you. We're believing. We're here as a resource for you. Where could people find you? There's a lot of people watching. I have your YouTube uh, link down below, so make sure everyone checks out his page and subscribes. But where's your church at? Tell us a little bit about where they can find your stuff. Amen. Um, we're, we're in uh, Central Florida. Um, you guys can find me at Richard Lorenzo Jr., TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. 
Um, but yeah, man, come check it out. We're we're near Orlando, like 15 minutes away in a city called Apopka. If you go on the social media outlets, you'll see everything. Revival sparking out here, and we love to hit the streets. We love to go preach. And if you're if you're fearful for, for evangelism or you want to learn, you come out here, you'll get activated, you'll receive impartations, you'll 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 go take you out there and we'll we'll throw you, we'll throw you amongst the the wolves, right? But you're protected by the big shepherd, so you'll be all right. So. I love it. So you guys are going out doing evangelism. I love that. We're going to have to do some type of in-person outside collab yeah. soon where we're outdoors evangelizing, going into some of these places. Um, you've inspired me to get out there and do some of these videos. I love wow. when you go in there and just talk to people that are in completely different worlds than you, bring them the gospel, go into the darkness. And so it's it's inspiring to me as well. I, I'm super blessed that God used my stuff to influence you when you got saved and all of that. But also, man, you're also challenging some of us to just get out there and do this work as well. What is your church website? just to make sure everyone can get there um do you know offhand the website of the church that they could check out yeah it's it's the rock the rroc.org okay so the rroc.org guys check yeah. this out go to his page um link up with him man thanks so much for being on i'm gonna stay on for a little bit and just have people give because i want to sew into you tonight as well um but wow. thanks so much for being on and we definitely will have to do a part two and have you on again hey man i appreciate you isaiah for real you encourage me i look up to you man and Man, it's an honor. It's it's like a dream come true, man. It's <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on, bro. We'll talk soon. Yeah, man. Thank All you. Right, God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.